You're listening to Late Norman Talk with Jonathan Weiner and Chuck Austin. Unscripted and real conversations with business leaders and marketing pros. We are back in the studio today with Laura Lorenz, owner of Marketing Direction Now. Laura, welcome. Thank you. So if you would share a bit about your vast marketing background (laughs) and what's led you to starting Marketing Direction Now this April. Sure. I started marketing um, way back in 1989 when I worked for a company called Great Plains Software when PCs were kind of brand new. And it was an accounting software package that I trained accountants and people, IT people, to sell and market and did that for about 10 years. Then I stopped and had my children, but kept doing like nonprofit marketing and things like that, volunteering, helping with marketing. And then I founded, I helped found a marketing agency um, recently over the last 10 years and just left to start Marketing Direction Now. But love marketing, love helping small businesses really understand what marketing is and how to make themselves different than other people so and businesses. Mar- yeah, so Marketing Direction Now, describe what that company is about and what you're doing today. Sure. So it's about having marketing strategy. So it's about helping define who you are as opposed to... Um, <laughs> You know, everybody sounds alike when you look at websites and you listen to what they say. So my job is to help them be different and to help them understand who they're talking to and then how to solve their problems. Um, So we do that. Um, I come at it kind of from a marketing perspective, but I have found over the years that when somebody calls me to do marketing, really something is kind of messed up in their business. So they... um, It'll be they don't have the right people in the right seats or they don't have systems and processes in place. And so I'll help them with that. Then we'll look at lead generation. And half the time, then I help them sell because they don't always know how to sell well. So, so what is the, the, the typical interaction? So someone's decided to become a client. Mm-hmm. First meeting, what typically is going to happen? The first meeting, what I really like to do is talk to them about their ideal client. So we look at... Who do they love working with that they bounce out of bed if they had 20 more of them? Who refers them and who pays their bills on time? Because those are the kind of clients that they want. I will ask them for their top 10 of those people so that I can speak to them. Because really, your clients end up telling you what makes you different and why they bought from you, which is kind of different than a lot of marketers um, approach things because they'll just come up with some flashy way of talking. And this is more, I want to talk about you the way that your favorite clients talk about you so that you recruit more. What's your typical client? Is it um, small business, you know, 50 and under? Is it a larger client? Is it local business? Right now it's local and it's small business because, again, that's what I really like doing is helping the small business. I've, I've done the medium size and large business, and while it's great, Um, for getting a whole lot of money. I don't feel like you have as much impact as you do on a small business when you really help them to try to figure out who they are. So what types of uh, strategies typically work way better for small businesses? And I know that's a loaded question based on the niche, the audience, the client. But generally, I mean, let's face it, you're going to make a pizza, you need three ingredients. Right. You can't, like, take one out. So what is the most important things you'd advise any small business to do from a marketing standpoint right off the right off the bat? 
Well, again, differentiate yourself. Once you know how to talk about yourself differently, get out and network. Networking is huge for small business, um, but do it in the right way. So be intentional about trying to help others when you're networking and they will help you back. The next thing I would say is make sure you have a decent website that is talking about what makes you different and how you solve people's problems. And then make sure that that is attached to your Google My Business. This is for local business. Um, and get a lot of reviews because that helps move you up in the Google ranks. So what's the best way for a small business to tell their story? I mean, you know, website, of course. Yeah. Everybody's going to go Got to have there. a website. But like as far as, you know, format, you know, what, what's the best way? I think it's really about, number one, talking about the owner's why. You know, what, what made them do what they do because then you get a tribe of people that likes your why. I also think it's really important to um, then have, again, how you solve their problems. Because most people will talk about features and benefits or here's what I do for you. And if I'm reading that, I don't necessarily really care what you do. I want to know you can solve my problem. So that's super, super important. And you need to tell the world that podcasts are great if you can get on them. Um, public speaking is fabulous. You can become a thought leader in your marketplace. And, you know, I laugh because a lot of people say, I'm not a thought leader, I'm not a this or that. And I'm like, you're an expert at what you do, or you wouldn't be in business, right? And as long as you know um, modicum more than the people that are listening to you, you are a thought leader and an expert. So when it comes to dealing with clients, what is the number one thing that you see them doing wrong? (laughs) You know, in general, like when you come to the relationship, what is typically the most broken piece or the one thing that you have to correct most often? The fact that they don't have systems and processes so they can consistently do things the same way so that every client gets the same experience. I've always wanted to ask this question since we've been doing the podcast and I haven't done it yet. So we've interviewed a lot of very smart people, people that are very good in what they do. Um, But in the marketplace, because I'm in the digital marketing side, he's in the uh, video production side, and a lot of that's related to digital marketing. There's a lot of stuff out, and you probably see a lot of things, but there's a lot of people that, you know, they were a real estate agent yesterday, and all of a sudden they couldn't sell enough houses, so they buy an expensive car that they can't afford, and and they they had to get out of the real estate business. So now they want to become a social media expert <laughs> immediately. And so now they sell these social media services, or they're selling SEO services, or whatever it may be. It seems to me, and tell me if I'm wrong, that... There's a lot of people in the space, and there's a lot of bad information. What do you see? I definitely see that. I, and I see people breaking away from agencies like I just did in starting. But when you're looking, you really, part of the reason that I started Marketing Direction now is because I, I really feel very, very firmly about strategy. So if you're working with somebody who says they're a social media expert, it's kind of like working with the plumber to build your house. First, you have to understand how to build the foundations of your marketing. And again, that's what makes you different. Who are we talking to? What makes the most sense? I mean, the social media people, people on social media that are out there and playing in places that they really shouldn't be because their ideal client isn't there. 
So everybody's always like, what's the best tactic for marketing? It's be where the people that you want to sell to are. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think, and you want to make sure uh, that you, the people that you're working with are accredited and have been around for a while. I mean, everybody says they're a guru. There's way too much to know in almost every tactic to be a guru in anything. So. <laughs> oh, exactly. Well, you know, if you have a 28-year-old person who has not, never, you know, had the business and life experience and had enough of those client experiences, um, and they're trying to tell you how to do social media, but they want to put you on Instagram, but all your clients are on Facebook or LinkedIn, uh, I see that a lot, yep. and I'm sure you see that a lot. So tell me about copywriting, because Jonathan had just mentioned this before, you know, telling your story. Mm-hmm. What I see in most clients is that, okay, I want this great website, and we want to do all these other great things, but they don't know what to say. And it's hard for them to even get a one-page Word document, you know, 24-point font, double-spaced to you. <laughs> how, do you get, how do you get that out of them, and are you doing a lot of the copywriting? I get that out of them in in our meetings. We talk about all different kinds of things. Like we'll talk about packaging and how do they want to come across. Do they want to have a starter or something and that kind of thing. So that's part of the website. We talk a lot about them and their why and, and that kind of thing. And I usually tape our meetings and get them transcribed. So then it's easy to actually write the content because I'm talking idea. from their voice. Is it tough to get their permission to tape the con the conversations to have them transcribed? Not in this state. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. No, they really because they know they can't write and they don't know what to say, they're very happy to be taped and then allow you to use that information to make something more formal. Speaking of taping, Chuck, I just realized that I never hit record on this. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> T- taping uh, right. yeah, is Jonathan. Jonathan. Um, you actually, you touched on something or Chuck did earlier, and I get this in my business is, um, you know, businesses will, will engage us sometimes. And then they're like, well, we just got a call from this guy, this kid that just graduated film school and he's a predator. Have you heard this term? This predator. He's a producer editor. A so it's like a kid with a camera, you know, that can hit record and then charge nothing and then go produce content, and that should be on your business. So how do you guys feel, and again, I ask this question all the time, but, and you have clients that probably use video mm-hmm. to help oh, yeah. market, and there is quite a big difference between professional video and amateur video, and there's definitely uses for both, mm-hmm. but how do you, like, when a client says to you, what do you think of video? How should I use video for my business, these small businesses locally? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you say to them? Um, I think video right now is, is very hot in marketing, and it, it, it's a huge part of the foundation that we build. We tell the story through video. We interview clients through video, all of those kinds of things. And they can, that can be done professionally, but it also can be done um, by themselves. I see a lot of people doing video blogs or vlogs, And that, to me, doesn't need to be professionally done. But something like telling the story of your company and drawing people in, I definitely agree, should be professionally done, without a doubt. Is there a specific niche that you guys are working in right now? I have always pretty much worked in business to business, so service business. Um, My real specialty is long sales cycles, high-ticket items, because there's a lot of marketing to be done during the year that you're trying to close the sale. Um, but I, you know, pretty much I have worked with all kinds of people. I like consultants and service business a lot. 
is there is there what what is the biggest challenge in service business to get them to is it getting them to think differently about how they sell is there do you see people and maybe the the right way to ask this question is it, are there times or commonly are there times where people think that this is the way to market to my client but absolutely it's the 180 of that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, those are people I don't usually work with. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I really like working with the business owner that loves his business, but is willing to change things around to make it better. Okay. And so, you know, is it, uh, are you dealing with people nationally or is it just local? Um, currently, right now, my clients are local. However, um, I've had clients in the past with the agency that I built that we've been in Sydney, Australia. We've been in London, a lot in Canada, all around the world. So so tell me about your relationship to duct tape marketing and how, how does all that work? So it's interesting. When um, my, I, the the person that I built the business with and I started leading results, we are big accounting people. So right. systems and processes are really important. And so we were like, oh my God, we're going to have to write all these processes for marketing and make this be a system. And about that time we read the book, Duct Tape Marketing, and went, huh, it's already done for us. So John Jantz wrote that book. And he actually has consultants all over the world um, that he's trained in his systems and processes. And, you know, I did, we've, I've been doing that for eight years with him as a consultant. So you kind of finesse it to what works for you and, and, right. and that thing. So it's, I, I kind of, we took his system and made it be our own. And then I've taken it to work more with small business. Okay. But without systems and processes, you kind of fall apart. I mean, you have them for accounting. You have them for inventory control. Why not marketing? <laughs> is there any pushback when you go into an organization? Sure, there's probably someone who is uh, a decision maker or check writer or even the owner of the business that's dealing with you. Do you ever have pushback from some internal people saying, hey, I don't want to change this or this is the way that we've always done it or I don't think you're right? Yeah, and and what you do is, it, you know, if they've decided to hire you, they have to put their trust in you. I'm the expert in marketing. I've been doing it for 30 years. I've seen so many businesses, you know, rise and fall dependent on what they're doing, that when they say, I don't think you're right, I have to go back to you. You hired me for my expertise and, and try it. And if it doesn't work, the thing about marketing is nothing is hard. There's no, you know, surefire anything. It is do something, test it, change it a little till it works. And then six months from now, it won't work. So you got to do something different there. So. so if someone comes to you and they say, hey, I want to work with you. And you say, okay. Um, is this going to be, you know, a flat fee or is it a retainer fee or is it a percentage of increase in profits? How do you, how do you uh, set that up? So... A percentage increase in profits is kind of hard because you're not doing the selling. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I try to stay that. away yeah. from that. Um, it kind of depends on how you want to work with me. Sometimes we just do uh, a two-month concentrated, here's your foundation, and then they'll work with me monthly to look at, is it working? What are the actual, you know, what's the ROI on what we decided to do? And then I do have monthly clients who I work with, you know, every month and I have contracts, but not hourly because I don't think any business should be hourly. <laughs> do you have to go back? Do you have to go back maybe a year or two later and they've fallen off the wagon? You mm-hmm. know, they were doing so great and now 
you know, you've left the house and now the kids are going to, you know, <laughs> get out of hand again. That's why I like to work with them at least once a month to kind of look at what's happening and do the analysis and that kind of measurements. So as, as a local business owner yourself, um, when you're not servicing your client or putting out fires or being a guest on podcasts <laughs> for us, t- take me through a typical day of what you do for your own marketing, your own company. So I, I said networking is huge for small business. So um, it, it, the days that I am out of my office not doing client work, I am meeting with people in the community that are either great connections for me or are people that have been referred to me. And I pretty much stack my day with four or five meetings and get out and try to understand what's going on with business. So walk me through that. Like, forget somebody referring you. Like, let's say I refer you to Chuck. That's easy. There's an email. You guys set up a time. You go have Starbucks. Let's talk about the first person you said, the connection. The connections? Yeah, walk me through that. So usually that comes from somebody that I have been networking with, and it's going to be somebody like... I don't know. I don't do graphic design. So I'm looking for a graphic designer to work with that we could share referrals with. So the person that I got the connection from usually sends an email to the both of us and then we take it from there. And so we'll just set a date and go out and have coffee and kind of talk about how can we help each other. Because I believe in marketing, I mean, there's so many people out there doing it, but we all do it just a little different, and we don't do some things that other people do. So I really believe in meeting with everybody to try to figure it out how to work with everyone. So are you out of the office once, twice, three times a week at four to five hour stints? Is yeah. it that many meetings? Yeah, it's three times a week. I spend Mondays and Fridays in my office doing client work and trying to plan out my own marketing, which... <laughs> kind of like the shoemaker's kids, but. <laughs> okay. And then you, I mean, each week you stack up 15 meetings a week. I try to, yep. That's Between impressive. 10 and 15. And then I'm just curious, because this is a good tip for business owners, because you're, you're getting out a lot. Um, and that's a big chunk of time, a big chunk of, of uh, the week mm-hmm. to develop business. And it's, I think it's, it's very um, indirect what you're doing. You're not pitching. You're not going into five, uh, three to five meetings a day pitching. No, not at all. I'm, I'm, I'm going into these meetings trying to learn about them and figure out how I can help them. So, and then you started this brand in April. Correct. So we're at, what, three months later? Yeah. Four months later. Are you seeing meetings that you've had three months ago now turn into business? I am. Okay. I am. Yep. It just, if it's a referral, it happens very quickly. Without a doubt. And that's, you know, that's my best marketing. And I would say that's true for almost any small business. Awesome. Well, Laura, thanks so much for spending time with us today. Thank you. Best way for someone to reach out to you? Would be, um, my website is www.marketingdirectionnow.com. Or my email is lorenz at marketingdirectionnow.com. 